Hi, and welcome to the Des Moines Real Estate Show. I'm Jim Hibbs, licensed realtor with Caldwell Banker here in the Des Moines area. Guy Layman's with me today, and Guy, you're with Compass Financial Service, a financial advisor. You know, sometimes we forget as we're looking at that home. It is usually one of our biggest investments, but there's a big picture to be looking at. There sure is. You know, the first place that we start is a net worth statement. Yeah. Uh, we like to list all the assets, all the liabilities that couples have or individuals and just look into it and say, hey, where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? And does, does this net worth picture really allow you to go forward and purchase a home? Yeah, we're going to talk more about that, get into the top five you need to know because there really is a big picture you should be looking at uh, when purchasing a home, whether that first home or that big home down the road or downsizing, lots of things to think about. We'll talk here in a moment, Guy, but right now let's take a look at the numbers. There are 3,529 homes on the market. Uh, brand new listings over the last seven days, 192, 32 are back on the market. 135 have seen a price decrease, so sellers have decided to lower the price on their home. 17 with price increases. 221 homes, uh, sellers and buyers have reached agreement over the last seven days, and 137 homes have closed. So that's a look at the market and look at the numbers. And I, and I tell you, numbers are always important. Families should be looking. I, I know I personally look at the Hibbs family numbers. Individuals should know uh, where things are at financially. And that's why we've got Guy here to talk about that. But before we get into that in Compass Financial, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm Guy Lehman from Compass Financial in West Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, Compass Financial has been around since 1992. And I have been with Compass Financial for five years. Uh, my family has been long affiliated with Compass Financial. So it was a Pretty easy transition for me to choose Compass. All right, what part of town you call home? And uh, West Des Moines, live right across from Dowling High School. All right, gotta watch out for those high school drivers, I suppose. <laughs> uh, what about eight o'clock in the morning, seven fifty or eight something? about three fifty? Yeah. All right, backs <laughs> up. That's a whole nother show. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, oh, let's talk about the, the the top five things we need to know when we look at our our overall financial health. Obviously, a home is a big part for most people, the largest uh, investment they have. Tell us how all that goes together, Guy. That's right. So a lot of times we start uh, analysis by doing a net worth picture. And that's listing all your assets on one side of the page and all your liabilities on another. And often comparing them. So for instance, the first line on the asset is a house, right? right? Your home, uh, if you own one. And then right next to that on the liability side is your mortgage. So if your home is worth 200000 and you have a $150,000 mortgage, right? When you add those up, that equals you have 50000 of assets in your home. Home, home equity. Home yep. equity. Got yep. your equity in the home there, okay. and that's, that's part of that, that selling point of a home. You know, you know, you're no longer throwing money to your landlord. You're putting money towards yourself. You're paying down that bank note every month but that is an important part of it that where you are in balance and, mm -hmm. and, and keeping that in balance it is so that's half of your picture uh, is your your net worth over time and we just recommend people do that once a year to keep tabs on things mm -hmm. okay the other half of your financial picture is your cash flow money coming into your household money going out of your household and of course your housing expenses are a big part of that now there's some broad guidelines that are out there about how much of your income should be going towards household expenses. Right. Right. So two numbers I'm going to throw out is 30%. 30% of your gross income 
should be going towards, um, I should say, a maximum of 30%. Right. Should be going towards your housing expenses. That's uh, principal and interest on your mortgage, insurance and taxes mm -hmm. that also have to do with the house, plus any maintenance that you would expect and utilities. Yeah. So all those things kind of get wrapped up together and you need to know your numbers, how much is actually going towards that expense. Yeah, and that's that's real important to note. I, I know there are other uh, folks out there that will say as much as 40%. That's that's a that's a steep part of your your uh, your income, and it's also important too because I think sometimes buyers uh, become confused. They think that 30% is just that house payment, mm -hmm. and really you've got you know your Mid American bill. Uh, it it can range anywhere from 100 to a couple hundred dollars a month. You've got insurance, all these other parts you have to that you need to keep in mind when you're deciding uh, what you can afford and, and when to go forward. That's right, and another thing to remember is the rent that you're paying right now, if you're renting, is not gonna equate equally Correct. to a house cost, okay? Because um, if you have a commercial property owner, they're budgeting one to 2% of the building value every year just for maintenance costs, right? right? So you're gonna have these maintenance costs, now. You're, now that you're responsible for that you're the owner. So think one to two percent of, of the cost of your house annually in things breaking or saving up to replace a roof at some point. All these big things come into play. Yeah, you know, the furnace does not decide it needs to be replaced on your timetable. No, it, it usually happens in the coldest day of the year. Right around zero degrees generally. All right, what's number three? Uh, go through the underwriting process for a mortgage. Now, before you get before you get to that home, you're saying. Well, yeah. So this is all in leading up to deciding to purchase a home. Yep. So looking at your numbers, trying to figure out if, if you can make it work. Secondly, go through the process of underwriting because a pre-approval is much different than actually qualifying for a mortgage. It is. Number one reason that a home sale falls apart. When you see those homes that have been pending or under sale and then they come back on the market, number one reason is during underwriting, something came up and the finances stopped right there. Well, let me give you an example. So let's say you start in the spring looking for houses and you get pre-approved for a mortgage at a certain level and you make an offer with that pre-approval letter. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, your car breaks down or stops working and you go out and you buy a, a new car or maybe even a used car mm -hmm. and you assume some debt to buy that car. All of a sudden now, between your pre-approval letter and the offer, your debt picture looks different and the bank all of a sudden may not lend you all that you need to purchase that house. Right. That may blow up the, the whole situation and you're back where you began. Well, there's even been situations where they go out and purchase furniture on the eve <laughs> of buying the house and that debt throws them out yeah. of the situation. Don't buy, especially once you're locked in. All right, what's number four? Yeah, so again, you look to your net worth statement to decide where you're gonna get your capital for the down payment, right? Is it something that you've been saving up for a number of years and you have it right there neat and pretty in a bank account? Um, is it something that you need to sell an asset to raise the capital for this down payment? Yeah, so there's those are the things that uh, you need to think about. Um, the bigger financial picture and the folks at Compass Financial Service can help you with that. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, an another thing that we talk about is we don't consider someone fully retired until they have no debt, which means be thinking out in front of yourselves about how long you want to have this mortgage around. Right. Right. 
So somebody, it, it can be possible to go into retirement with debt. It just makes things a little less flexible. I'm sitting here thinking, 51 years old, 30 year mortgage, that doesn't really add up. Well, so here's another problem. You can't go get a new mortgage, or it's very, I should say it's very difficult to get debt when you don't have an active income, Yeah. right? When you leave the workforce, you don't have an active income anymore. Banks are a lot less, a lot more reluctant to extend credit. Yeah, I will tell you though, and I truly believe this, and I'll let you comment on it, Guy. The uh, part of that, uh, the American dream, part of having that financial security, a part of making your way to retirement, a secure retirement, is owning that home. Uh, that first home all the way through second, third, whatever your life path is, owning that home, it's generally one of the biggest assets we have. It's not liquid, mm -hmm. but it's a big asset. And the younger you are, the younger that you are when you get started and you, you buy that first home, you're paying yourself every month. Absolutely, we can make a great case for the long-term wealth building ability of owning a home. All right, guy, very much appreciate it. Website's right here uh, on the screen. Compass Financial Services, guys there. You know Jason Parkin? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we're gonna have him on in a show too. And I've known that guy a long time, so I appreciate you working with him today, but. It's my pleasure. Compass Financial Services, Guy Lehman. Reach out to him, he can help you with that overall picture. For now, I'm Jim Hibbs. Get out there and make the most of the day.